This podcast is presented by Miscreant Records. You can find us on Twitter at Miscreant Pods, and you can also email us at miscreantrecordspod at gmail.com. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Miscreants on the Moon podcast. As always, it's me, Jacob, and with me once again... Aiden. And this week, uh, <laughs> we've got a few... I know your your camera was foggy, but you it's, just cleaned it, it off or something. It still is. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what's up with it. What the heck, man? Stop! I think it's out of focus. I don't know. It's weird. It gets worse. Get close to it? Get closer? You start coming into focus as you get closer. It's weird. I don't know know what the deal is. Weird. Sorry for the technical issues at the top of the episode. Yeah. I feel like (laughs) every now and then I look at myself in the corner, and it's got to be weird for you because, like, you can only see from, like, above my mouth to the top he's, of my head. As you're staring at your forehead the whole time. Just the way that I have my uh, face in here. That, Maybe I'll fix it today. I also do be looking at, like, the, the Lego shelf behind you, too, a lot. The yeah, T-Rex I enclosure. Do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have that. You can see that, and then you can see, like, part of the Daily Bugle as well. And then if I angle it up some more, you can see, figures like, the, up there. the, the flying. Avatar. Yeah, the, the Avatar. The, the fl- they're flying on their little birds. They're Banshees. Too. Yeah. Yeah. We've got a few things to talk about today. Mainly, what we're going to be talking about uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender, um, the live-action version of the show that came out. Uh, I guess yeah, on Thursday. And additionally, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the wrap-up for the entire season of the season four of True Detective, the Night Country set in Alaska. But first, there is a little bit of news. I brought a couple things that I wanted to talk about, and. Uh, as listen, avid listeners of the podcast will know, uh, Hayden's movie that he's most excited for in 2024 is got Joker, Joker two. No, uh, my, my movie got delayed till next year. Actually fully ado. Yeah. Mickey 17. I did. <clears throat> this see is like that. the second time this that. has happened to me. It, it was like games last year and now it's happened with the movie. Yeah. It's, it's, a. Uh, it never had a release date though. So yeah, but they were speculating like early summer or something like that. Yeah. So I guess they I mean, they just had to do something else with it or more production with it, post production than it is. Yeah, but January. Some people were thinking the movie was going to get canned as well, which would have been odd. But oh. it's a Warner Brothers movie, though, isn't it? So maybe not that odd. I don't know. Is it? I think so. No, I could. I be just wrong. know that Bong Joon Ho is doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Joker 2, uh, Joker, Joker was the best movie ever when it came out. Um, people loved it. It was like the first R rated like movie to crack a billion dollars. Wasn't it? Uh, maybe like not adjusted for inflation, obviously. Cause there's probably some others that would have done it if you adjusted, but, um, Sorry. Oh, good, oh I, I thought I I thought the call had dropped because you were just gone. Nope. Uh, nope. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, sorry, his face disappeared from my computer. I got worried for a second. It didn't. But um, I turned it off to see if it right. fixed. But uh, I guess it, I'm just gonna be. It's all right, it, guys. Sorry. It's all right. <laughs> um, I don't like eye contact anyway, and you're you're too blurry for me to really see your eyes, so I can look at my screen more. I'm um, a lot better. I'm just like I'll stare into people's souls, dude. I swear. I I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Um, but yeah. So, 
Joker 2 is coming out this year, and people are thinking that this movie is going to be the best movie ever again. Um, And to make sure that that's the case, Warner Brothers has made a decision. Uh, I don't know if you've seen this, but the first Joker movie, the budget was $60 million. Isn't this one like 300 or something? It's $200 million. Yeah, something crazy. And what's crazy is like Joaquin Phoenix is getting twenty million, and um, Lady Gaga is getting like twelve or thirteen. Yep. So <laughs> there's a lot more inflation in the budget than just them getting paid. Yeah. So I don't know if that means that there's going to be more action in this movie, even though I doubt that's the case. This movie is a musical, so it might just be the music production and, like, the choreography and stuff. Yeah. Maybe. Who knows? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think they're taking a big swing, and I don't know if it's going to hit or not. Probably I not. Don't, <laughs> I don't know why Joker was as successful as it was. It was fine. Because it's just Taxi and, Driver. Yeah, I mean, it was... Yeah, and, like, the King of Comedy is just... <laughs> And it had like a DC character slapped on it that people knew. I thought it was fine when it came out. I think that was before we did the show. But I've talked a lot about how like the just the people like the big fans of it afterwards made me not like the movie. (laughs) Like made me hate it because everybody was like, oh, my God, this movie's the realest movie ever. This movie is so true. Like Mm -hmm. we do live in a society. I hate that. It's like. It's like, no, not really. Like, I mean, like, yeah, sure. But, like, the Joker movie is not the one that should be, like, your, you know, your standard for, like, ah, yes, I am the Joker and this is the world we live in. (laughs) But we did get a good Pusha T album from it, I will say, so. (laughs) That's fair. Yeah, I am. What? Why, Why did you nod like that? I think it's my microphone. It might be focused on your mic. Yeah. Let me move it out of the Let's way. Let's see. It's a little bit more focused. Yeah. It's supposed to autofocus. So I don't know what's going on. Maybe it's just... Uh, anyways, I keep don't know. going. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm kind of curious to see this movie just because I want to I wanna know where the budget went. Yeah. I don't just because it's crazy. You're like... The first, like, the other one doesn't look bad, but, I mean, there's not much action. There's not, like, CGI and stuff. Like, you know, most of the budget probably went to the blood splatter when Robert Mm -hmm. De Niro got shot in the face. It's just terrible people doing terrible things. Yeah. Which, on paper, I should love, because I love terrible people doing terrible things. But the thing about it is, I like it when they also face consequences for that. I like it when they're miserable, Mm -hmm. but he was, like, like, happy at the end. He was dancing in the bathroom. He didn't like that. He's getting a sequel because of it? Crazy. Yeah, I definitely don't think this movie should get a sequel. I, At the time, I remember kind of liking that it was like sort of at the end. It's like, does he really get away? Or was it like a dream that he's having? Or like an imagina- a thing he's imagining? Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess he got out. <laughs> so, <Sure. laughs> um, yeah, we'll see what he gets. I don't really... I don't know. We'll see. We also saw like a love story aspect in the first Joker. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's weird. It comes into focus when your hand is next to it. I need to stop talking about it because the viewers can't see this, and we need to stop calling attention to things that they have no frame of reference I'm on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be fidgeting with it probably no matter what. Because that's fun. That's I'm fun. Uh, but yeah, it. like we had that love story in his head in the first one that I thought was really interesting and well done. Because mm. the whole time you were like, "Why is this girl with this creep?" <laughs> and then it's like, "Oh, she's not." It was a dream. <laughs> yeah, it's um, like his imagination just running amok. Yeah, and now it's going to be him getting with this other crazy lady. Like, I don't know. I don't. I. I really think that this is one of the most unnecessary sequels that we've had, and maybe it'll be the best movie that came out this year. Maybe it'll be the best movie ever. Any movie could potentially be the best movie ever. Um, <laughs> I have said that many times, <laughs> but I just I don't see it. It's not in the cards for me. But we'll yeah, see. I doubt it. I don't think this movie will be very good, but I mean, yeah. I'll I'll probably see it either way. So, oh uh, well, we're gonna have to for this. Yeah, I mean, that makes that just makes sense. <laughs> In more Warner Brothers news, um, there were uh, some people, uh, in the studio. I forget who exactly it was, but they brought some uh, concept art for Batman Beyond, the animated movie. Have you seen this? Yeah, it's like a. Uh styled after like into the spider verse yeah it's like the spider verse like the puss in boots action sequences and the ninja turtle movie it's that style they're all a little bit different but it's it's very like they very clearly come from the same cloth uh you're clear now yeah yeah i know Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so they came in and they pitched it and before they pitched it the people were like this is never gonna happen and then apparently after they showed them the concept art they were like maybe and now they're shopping it out to different studios this is never gonna happen you want to know why um (laughs) warner brothers is about (laughs) i can i can almost guarantee you warner brothers is about to get sold again yeah and david zaslav is gonna walk away yeah because what what has happened is they merged with Discovery and Zaslav took over. And he's clearly been, like, gutting it. Like, cutting away, like, cutting down the budget as much as he can. Mm-hmm. Getting as many tax breaks as he can and everything. And pretty soon, that window where after companies merge, they can't buy, sell, or merge with another company. That window is about to end for them. So I think they're about to sell to, you know paramount or someone like that paramount has been named um there there have been some other ones thrown out there you know of course everyone's saying disney but i doubt they sell the disney that'd be wild i doubt i I doubt the like regulatory boards would even let that happen disney's Um, trying to get sold to to like apple anyways so yeah so like that would become even more of a monopoly so they probably wouldn't be able to exactly um And the Apple thing is probably more important to Disney at this juncture, so that's what they're going to focus on, and then they'd be in their own window where they couldn't buy, sell, or merge. Um, But that's almost over, so I feel like this is definitely going to get lost in the shuffle of that. I can almost, I almost feel like that's definitely going to happen. They're going to sell, and then David Zaslav's going to walk away with a big check because it's going to look very profitable because he's gotten the operating costs down a lot. Uh, by sacrificing a bunch of art and like like people's hard work and stuff like Properties he's done that people put a lot of work into that they cared about yeah 
Uh, he's been like honestly good. Good that I I hate that he's getting like gonna probably get rewarded for like what he did. Yep. But I would like to have someone heading it up who at least cares a little bit about the entertainment mm-hmm. and a little bit about the properties, which is probably hard to come by these days. Even Bob Iger doesn't really care about any of the Disney IP, but at least he's not interested in just gutting everything. But we'll see. Maybe whoever gets the spearhead HBO next or Warner Brothers next will try harder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. I mean, the at the very least, they will no longer be focused purely on gutting and trying to cut costs. They'll be focused on um, like actually producing stuff that will make a profit, which is something that Peter Zaslav obviously would like to do, but his main focus was cutting down the cost so that he could show the shareholders how big of a profit margin they got so he'd get a big check to walk away with. One last thing. Uh, before we talk about the Borderlands trailer, um, Henry Cavill is rumored to be cast in the MCU. Uh, I think this is interesting. I you know, don't know how confident I am in it. The only reason I'm even bringing it up is because who the big rumor is for who he's cast as. Um, so Captain Britain pe- or Doom. Huh? Captain Britain so those, Doom. Th- those are two people that like People were like, oh, these are the obvious choices. I don't think yeah. it's either of them. Um, people, are th- The one that seems to have the most ground underneath it is um, uh, Scott Summers, Cyclops from the X-Men, okay. which could be interesting. Um, it's a large human to be playing Cyclops. I don't know how big he is in the comics. Cyclops but is hey. goofy sometimes. I mean, it doesn't That's really fair. matter. <laughs> yeah, he's got laser eyes. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> they're not lasers, they're force beams. Ah. Um, it's, it's this feels like semantics to me. I know not it's semantics. probably not, but they don't they don't burn things or like stuff like that. They they like it's like glass. It's not it. it's not like getting hit with a laser. It's like getting You're getting hit, hit with, with an object. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, so. Um, it is semantics, though, for all intents and purposes of this conversation. Uh, Sick. <laughs> um, but yeah, this if this is true, that, that proves a couple different things, that they're going to go with um, an older X-Men team, like an adult team, instead of they're not going to go with like, okay, Professor X has these kids um, mm-hmm. as the main team, uh, which has been done sometimes. Other times it's been um, Professor X trained these kids when they were younger, and now they're teaching the classes uh and they are leading the team i mean it's similar to like the original x-men movies and some of the comics and like the original show and everything that um you know they're gonna the 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 core team is gonna be um adults i do think that it's gonna be centered around like the original six with um you know, Jean Grey, Iceman, Cyclops, uh, the others are escaping me right now. I'm going to feel like a dumbass later when I think of it, but... Ice, you um, say Iceman, right? Yeah, Iceman, yeah. That's the majority um, of them. I forget. That's you like say half. Beast. You say Beast. Beast, but human. Human. Um, um, uh, so... Angel, <clears throat> you say Angel. Yeah, so Cyclops, Marvel Girl, Beast, Angel, Iceman... <clears throat> And uh, Jean Grey. I, I mean, think, actually, I think Marvel Girl might have been Jean Grey's original 
to say. I don't know who that is. Persona. <clears throat> I could be tripping. I could be getting people mixed up. I mean, that's I haven't fine. read a ton of these original ones, but... I feel like if you have an older team, though, like, you're going to need to have younger ones, like, show up at some point. Oh, oh, no, no, no. They will. They will. But I... They're not going to be... Players they're not the going to be part of the team. Yeah, yeah, they're not going to be the focus. You like think they, the, the if huh? they if this is an older cast, if he if he is Cyclops, you think Patrick Stewart comes back? That would be dumb. No, I I agree. Like I don't know who um, you would do at this point. Like how how do they integrate it? You know, I just cast somebody. I mean, like well, like it's not, but. How how do you do the backgrounds for like we we've talked about it before we, like, we've talked we've talked ago. about it before we've talked about it before yes um like Professor X it's easy mm-hmm. Magneto, Magneto is where it gets tricky yeah because um being a survivor of the Holocaust is so integral into his backstory mm-hmm. it's getting harder to do that and like you don't really want to make up some sort of genocide or like but you don't want to change it I mean like you. I don't know. We'll see how they do it. They might use some timey wimey bullshit or some like something like that, some time travel nonsense or something. But I I think at this point you really need to cut yourself off from those original cast. I agree. I don't think you bring Patrick Stewart back. I think that would be a dumb move, especially after doing it in Doctor Strange. Like it's just we yeah. got the fan service. Yeah, I I I don't think that. I don't think you should do that, but I am. I think that Henry Cavill's good. I, I I like him in a lot of the stuff that he's in. I think that he was done dirty by DC. Extremely. They made him. They made him play Superman in a not Superman movie, and then they just they really dragged him back and forth the, on like the, the old, tone of the character and stuff. The old regime of DC brought him back while The Rock was the figurehead, and then James Gunn yeah. got the job, and the smart thing to do was reset everything. Exactly. I mean, I'm not saying that they should have brought so, it back. Yeah, it's just, he point, got done I'm dirty that by they should have done Warner better Brothers. by a lot of these actors and actresses that were in these movies. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, I like him. I've heard that he's not great in Argyle, but it sounds like nobody was great in Argyle. So he, you know, I kind of. It also sounded like Henry Cavill was in it for like less than 15 minutes. Yeah, I think that movie would probably be fine if I saw it. I don't know. I haven't heard good things, but I like Matthew yeah. Vaughn. Yeah. You know? I've, I don't know. I, I'm probably going to see it eventually when it comes to streaming, just because I am interested and I do like um, other Matthew Vaughn movies. But yeah, I've just heard that Henry Cavill wasn't in it much. But you know, I haven't heard that he was bad in it. I've just heard that he was underused in it. So. It's also like super similar to that one movie that came out a couple years ago with Channing Tatum and Sandra Bullock. Sort of. It's about like a like a book and then similarities with that. But I know one's like a spy <laughs> thriller where like it kind of blends in with real life. Well, like one Argyle is Henry. Does. Yeah, one is Argyle. Henry Cavill is completely made up. Yeah. And the other one with Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum is the model. Just an actor. Yeah, the she model. uses on the covers <laughs> of her books. Basically, Fabio. Yeah. So <laughs> that's the difference there. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let's go ahead and talk about something that you are excited about. I think. Yeah. Um, and that's the Borderlands trailer. Uh, what are your thoughts on it? I know you're a much bigger fan of the the IP than I am. I feel like the main discourse with it is the casting, which is okay. I I don't I have like I don't care how it is as long as like they do it well. Is Kate my Blanchett main thing. being in it is wild. She's yeah, she's it kind of throws me because she's 
she does not like look very young. I'll be honest. That that feels oh, rude well, to say, but like it's not even it's not even that. I'm just talking about. I mean, this movie style was of shot movie like too, yeah. seven years ago, and yeah, since fair. then she's become a very prestigious actress. I mean, she was in Tar, um, yeah. <laughs> and just you know that like that change it's, up was odd. I yeah, think. it is also weird that this movie was shot so long ago. Yeah, we're back from our technical difficulties. Um, so yeah, what I was saying is Kate Blanchett was in Tar. Just see, like I know this movie was shot like six years ago or whatever. Um, however long yeah. ago that was, long time. But yeah, she's definitely had sort of like a rise since, and so it is weird to see her in a movie like this. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't really care about any of these characters enough to care about the castings of them. It's yeah. just weird to see some of them in this movie. It's fair. The, the biggest one, like for me, is kind of like Kevin Hart. Like Roland is a large guy. Like a really large guy. <laughs> yeah. So that that was like the biggest thing whenever I heard that casting years ago. But like, I mean, it, this it's obvious like this movie's definitely like it's going to try to, it has a story based off like the first game. Like yeah. I can tell that immediately. Like it's all about a vault, like vault hunting in the first game. And then like all of these are characters from the game. Krieg, I don't think the, the psycho, I don't know if he was in the first game or not, but the guy that I, I played in the first game isn't in the movie, from what I know, which kind of makes me sad. His name was Mordecai. Um, his ability was like he had the one of those bird things you saw, like that would attack stuff. I, I do a whole I bunch don't of stuff. Remember about anything it's about okay. These games, to be honest. Well, like in the in the trailer, they showed like it's a a scrag. Maybe? A skag is like the dog. I know that. Yeah. I don't remember what the name of the bird is, but I mean, it looks pretty. It looks like it's pretty consistent, like with the game, like how like everything looks. Um, I don't think it looks bad visually either. There might have been one or two shots that I was like that didn't look the best in the trailer. Yeah, I didn't like, look. I didn't see anything stand out that looked like awful to me. So yeah, and I the the best casting I think for it was Jack Black. I think he'll do a good job with Claptrap. He's not as annoying as he is in the game, but that's fine, from what I can tell. I'll take that. It could could possibly be like in the movie it does get grading, but Yeah. I don't so know. These games These games annoy me. Um <laughs> playing them with other people is fine because I do like the gameplay of it. Mm. But I think that this movie is going to just fit the tone of the games. I I, I honest I just don't think it's for me, honestly. That's um, fair. It looks pretty fun. <laughs> I'll be honest. Yeah. I look like I would go in and be like that was nice. <laughs> that yeah, was I mean, I'll, I'll see it. But yeah, mm-hmm. just based off the trailer, I, I figure you'd be excited for it because I think it does fit in with the game pretty well. Yeah. Like, I was just never a huge fan. I Like I said, I like playing them with people, but every, anytime I tried to play any of these on my own, it was just like, ah. Yeah. It's just that kind of grating on me. The, I think the biggest thing that was said in like, this back too was just like the development how it was going through and like eli roth was attached to the project for so long and then like he was removed or something but like he was like the one that was taking care of it and he came back to help this final time or something like that okay so i think it'll i think it'll be fine you know yeah and i I do think it'll it'll stay pretty consistent to the games which is is more than good as long as they make it good in like that medium yeah so i don't know like i said i it (laughs) seems a little I, I just it's not like the the tone and stuff of it just has never really been for me so it was like a guardians maybe. movie that's gonna be like 
a little bit dumber humor. Feels like it's going to be Guardians of the Galaxy, but Deadpool humor. Yeah. Like, hey, look at my balls. I don't think they'll do that. Also, uh, I, Jamie Jamie Lee Curtis is in this. She's Dr. Yeah, Tannis, who that, is also much younger in the game. ish casting. <laughs> Everybody does seem older than their counterparts in the game. That's fine. I do know that. I have heard that. I, I don't mean, think it matters. No. Like, not really. are, They're just survivors, really. I don't... Yeah. I don't really care. Like, Tannis, Dr. Tannis, she's just a doctor, so it makes sense that she might be older, you know? Yeah. Like I said, I don't think it matters as long as, like, they fit the vibe that you're trying mm-hmm. to give off and they do a good performance, but... I just want real heinous vibes the entire time. I love heinous vibes. I do love also, heinous vibes. Krieg was a good casting. That's the guy from, uh, I think it's the second Creed movie, Drago's son. Super big dude. Uh, what's his name? Floor? Floor? Florian, maybe something. It's something. Like I'm not that. sure. I didn't even notice him in the trailer, honestly. Uh, he has the mask on the entire time. I just know it's him. Oh, is uh, that is that like a main character? I thought, the, I thought all the goons were dressed like that. Or something. Uh, so he is one of the playable characters in one of the other games. I don't think he's in the first one. Florian Montano. That's his name. Okay. That oh, so that. Don't all the enemies wear masks like that? And uh, stuff, s- psychos do. Okay. Yeah, but um, the enemies are so also just, like the. Do you see all those like guys in the like the red armor and stuff? Those, that's Hyperion, I think, is who it was. Okay. Yeah, I just remember, I remember fighting the guys with the masks. Yeah. So when I saw him in the trailer, I assumed that it was like a guy they were gonna fight. Yeah, in one of the games, it's a playable character. Ah, I see. Um. Yeah, it looks fine. I mean, on its own merit, it looks fine. If I didn't have any connection to the games, I might be a bit more excited for it. <laughs> but like I said, I'm just not a huge fan of those games. That's fair. Uh, now we're going to talk. So season one, season, uh, well, not season one, a season of two new shows came out. Um, I have seen all of Avatar The Last Bender. I think you've seen none of it. Yeah. <laughs> I thought so, I was going to get off work earlier today, and I didn't. I, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> so where you've seen the animated show, right? For the most part. I mean, I, I've probably seen every episode, just not linear, linearly. Yeah, so you've... I mean, you know enough. I'm just going to go I'm just gonna go through and talk about it. I mean, I'll, I'll give spoilers, because it, it's the show, something... The show it's came like, out 15 years ago. You know? Yeah, if you, haven't, if you haven't seen it, and if you haven't seen the new version, it, it lines up pretty closely. Um... I know you've seen it, and online there's been a lot of like negative reaction to this yeah. between a very vocal group of people, but this also hit number one on Netflix in 84 countries, <laughs> so I think it's been pretty successful, and I think it's successful enough to get a second season with whatever algorithm Netflix uses to figure that out. Like, it's been... Uh, it's been trending pretty well, I think, in terms of, like, normal people. Um, the issues lie... People decided that this was going to be bad, um, beforehand, I think, is what it kind of boils down to. And they nitpicked a lot of stuff. And I've seen a lot of the nitpicks that either just aren't true if you actually watch (laughs) the show. Yeah. Or um, there's just like minor things that don't really matter a ton. I don't think, but you know, I I don't I don't 
I don't know what people's problems. I think kind of what it boils down to is that there's one of two things. Some people are upset. They decided the show was going to be bad when the original creators were no longer working on it. And I don't know the circumstances fully around why they left. Um, because this adaptation isn't that far off from the original. They didn't do anything egregious. It's nothing like the M. Night Shyamalan movie. People that are saying that this is worse than that movie, I don't understand. I don't think they've ever seen that movie. I don't think... Either they I've haven't seen, seen the once, movie or they haven't seen the And show. I was probably like 12 whenever it yeah. came out. Yeah. And I thought it was terrible. <laughs> no, the movie was no good. It's I watched it again like somewhat recently. Um, I just remember the bending being horrible. And like that's was. the big thing. Like Earthbenders would throw like a, a, a rock. Not even like a yeah. big rock. A rock. It took like 10 of them to move a pebble. Like, yeah. Crazy. Yeah, it was it was weird. Like the vibes were off. It was way too serious, which is that is one complaint that people have about this show. And yeah, Aang takes his job a bit more seriously in this than he does in the in the animated version. But he still has that kind of like joyful like kid aura to him and so Imagine does. being a child saying that you're going to save the world. Imagine how much yeah. pressure is on you. I think you're going to be pretty serious. As a child. No, I don't know. Like in the like, animated a lot of one, pressure. in the animated one, he's not, but he also has this stoic, wise side to him. Mm. And people wanted more of that, but in this, it's like you don't really get that. They're not going off on these like side adventures and stuff where they learn these lessons. Mm. Um, they're pretty much sticking to the main, the main thing. I will say off the top, the animated version is better. I mean, that's just like the fact of the matter. It's one of the most highly um, like regarded shows there is, so th- that's not exactly. surprising. Like, how are you going to re- like recreate that success and the except like ex- audience approval? Exactly. You can't. You know, like I think it, it's probably damn near impossible to do that. Like, there, yeah. I don't think there's ever been any example of it actually happening. This show is for people who liked the original and liked the world and would like to see an updated version but a different Mm -hmm. take on it in a different like medium like that's kind of what i was looking for Mm -hmm. it's for people who haven't seen the original and like you know there are those people who feel weird about watching cartoons as an adult yeah um so this is for them so they get the same story and you know if you're going into this and and in your head is like this has to be better than the original for me to like it it's not gonna happen Mm-hmm. The original series is is near perfect in a lot of ways, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, like, isn't. But I will say, another issue that I think people were wanting from this is that they wanted a one-to-one adaptation. They wanted, like, an exact copy of the original. And I think that that might have been part of the reason why the original creators left. It was sort of unclear at the time. They just said that they were going in a different direction. But after watching this show... They didn't go in that different of a direction, honestly. Um, there might have been some details that they differed on, but but for like the broad strokes of the movie, a lot of the stuff is pretty similar. Um, of the show, not movie. If I said movie, um, you did. Okay, oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I knew what you were talking about. You're all good. Like I complete like because the M Night Shyamalan movie, the original creators were working on it, and then they left. That's a much yeah. more reasonable case for them to say, like, 
they're taking this in a direction that we don't like. Because like, that what we was, did. yeah, yeah. This was that was completely different. Whereas this, the story takes the same beats. The characters are like characterized mostly the same way. Um, but yeah, people that wanted to come in and do a one for one adaptation, it's mm. not going to happen. Um, there are some scenes that go very clearly together, but this is just telling the same journey um, through a different medium. There's differences in it but the big major events happen the same but one thing i did like about this was that it does add some depth to some things um like it gives you some more backstory it was kind of cool you do see the fire bit the fire nation invade the southern air temple uh something we hadn't seen before that was interesting or we hadn't seen like clearly and it does show you straight off the rip um and we get some more insight into like why Zuko got like banished, at least this version of Zuko and and sort of like how he saved the lives of his crew and like he gains the respect of his crew and things like that. You know, that is given a little bit more, which Zuko had a lot of depth in the animated series, um, but this kind of helps give a little bit of depth to like the circumstances of him getting banished and everything. Um, yeah. Which isn't necessary. It's not needed. But um, it's there. Mm-hmm. I do think that you could have maybe spent a little more time. Maybe it's eight episodes. You could maybe make it nine or ten episodes and get it a little bit more. Um, a little bit more like time with the main characters so that their relationships mm-hmm. progress a little bit more naturally. Yeah. Um, my I do have one major complaint though, um, and this is why I think that you also could have used maybe another episode or two is that Aang doesn't learn water bending in this. So oh, like, I- like no, he doesn't water bend at all. So oh. it's 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 a timing and a pacing issue, I think. Because they had a bunch of stuff that they included that needed to be there before they got to the Northern Water Tribe. Mm. And then once they got there, it's like, boom, they're immediately under attack. <laughs> you don't you don't get, like, that extended period of time. Like, if you had a, a ninth episode in there, you could slot in that episode where he gets some training um, mm. from the, the master there. But he really doesn't because they're getting attacked almost immediately. But Katara gets some and she like, essentially it transitions to she's going to train him in the next season, which is fine, but maybe she should have trained him a little bit on the way up there so that he at least had developed some yeah. waterbending ability. Because I think that's going to, that could screw up the pacing later on. Yeah. Um, we'll have to see in season two, but that's my right biggest, that's my biggest gripe. I, I do. Th- I wouldn't like that. Was probably. That? I said I probably wouldn't like that. Like, just, if I if I would have like rewatched the original series recently, especially like that would probably upset me because like how do you just move past the fact that he like gains one of the four available powers in this world, like in a moment like where they need like I know that time passes for him to be trained and everything before they get attacked. So, mm. just. 
you don't even I, I mean I don't I don't even think it'd be like necessary like another episode, you know, like throw in like throw in like twenty minutes throughout the series where you can add it up to where in like one of the episodes you can add in like you'll have like a twenty minute period where he'll be like learning and stuff. You know? Yeah. Like that that just feels like I don't think it's that big of a it, No. It doesn't hurt the show that much. Yeah. It, it it was annoying to me. It's it's mm-hmm. the one thing that I do agree with people about. Is it like that should have happened? And you know maybe this season should have been ten episodes. Um, you could have cut out something in there to give him some more time to learn. But but really, I think that if you added in another episode or two, yeah, flesh um, some stuff out. Like this is a. I know the source material for this is huge, right? Yeah. I mean, and they did flesh a lot of things out. There are a lot of good things in this. Mm. And there are a lot of things that are accurate to the source material. Zuko and Iroh's relationship in this is very good and very well done. The actors for both of them do a great job. Aang's actor does a great job. Sokka and Katara also, like, like, it's well cast. I don't really, there's not really, like, a bad performance in here. Um, Unlike the movie and things like that. Like, all of these, they embody the characters pretty well. People are mad because they they didn't make Sokka sexist at the beginning. I do feel really, like, that, like that does take a little bit away from him, but also it's a different climate. You know, yeah. I, I heard about that too. Like it's it wouldn't do like his character wouldn't be liked, but yeah. he was likable in in the cartoon at that point. He, right. he 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 was he just still past a, it. a sexist he, butthole. Though. Well, he also grows past it pretty quickly. Yeah. In the so show. I mean, like, I because feel like his, that's something his, you could just his address. big his big like piece of character development where he like moves past being quite sexist, like as sexist mm-hmm. as he was at the beginning. It's the is like the fourth warriors, episode, right? Like yeah, yeah, that's episode warriors. four. Yeah. yeah, that's episode four, which is like episode two of this show. <laughs> it does make that encounter kind yeah. of weird because to get him to be romantic with Suki instead of them like training and butting heads and having these differences, they they are just training normally and kind of catch catch a vibe during that, which is <laughs> fine. It wasn't weird. It was just different. But like, I I I get it because it could rub people the wrong way if that first episode and a half he was just like being overtly sexist um i get it especially like with the original character it is Mm -hmm. interesting to see how far he comes um but especially of that four episodes like span you know that's not a big deal yeah it's like it's it's like an hour and 15 minutes Mm -hmm. and you know, there might be things like later on where he still shows that and continues to grow, but mm-hmm. the big moment that everybody points to where they're like, yeah. well, when he meets Suki for the first time, she puts him in his place and all this stuff. And it's like, yeah, but that's four episodes in. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> like, it's not like it's this huge, like, he's been this way for a season and a half and then he has this big, like, this big moment that everybody points to. If the yeah. big moment you point to is so early in the show that it's only, like, 80 minutes into the series, 
then it's like, is it, does it really matter if they slightly tweak that? He's he's funny, he's goofy, and like he really has this hunger to be a good leader, but he kind of doesn't know what he's doing and stuff like that. All that is still there. All mm. of those great aspects of that character, because I think Sock is a very well written character. All of that's still there, um, you know, and and we do see that, and we do see him start to grow as a leader and stuff like that. Like, so you see the other aspects of his growth. They do just take out this one piece that I don't think is that Not big necessary. Of a deal. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I, don't, I don't think it's. In the end, it won't really matter because we've still got how like how, I don't know how many more seasons of the show will be made. It'll be three, um, probably. I think. Yeah. I think they'll get the second one. I, I think that it's once again we are chronically online, the two mm-hmm. of us, um, and people on there they can't enjoy things for what they are, mm-hmm. like like people online and like I'm guilty of that sometimes. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm guilty about certain things like that, and just the fact that we see it so often um we get a lot of exposure to it but if you really zoom out and look at the general audience as a whole obviously people are liking this because it's number one in like 84 countries it tied uh the record that one piece set for netflix so like Mm. it's almost definitely going to get renewed and then if they do the second one they'll probably go ahead and do the third one like i think we're going to get the Mm. full series and it's like it's well executed um, a couple other things that people have been complaining about, and, and just the other aspects of the show mainly. Um, the, the it sounds like I'm just talking about people's complaints and defending them, but but really I've seen a lot of complaints about like every aspect of the show, and I don't agree with most of them. I think that like a lot of these people just haven't seen it. Like I know someone who was like, yeah, I watched half of the first episode and then I skimmed the rest of it. <laughs> How do you skim a show? He was like, oh yeah, what? I fast forwarded through it. And it's like, what What do you mean by that? Like, what? <laughs> like, either watch it or don't. You know what I mean? Like, skimming through something is weird to me. I don't understand that. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's odd. I'll tell you who it was afterwards. Because it okay. might make more... No, actually, I think it's going to make less sense when I tell you who it is. Because it shocked me when they said this. Okay. Um, but the the costumes and the areas and stuff, I will say visually, a lot of this was shot on the volume. And you can tell. Yeah. Um and I don't like those scenes, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think that it does a lot to help the actors visualize what they're going to be against when you use that instead of green screen. I do think that that is very helpful. But in terms of viewing it in the audience, it does often seem like there's like three people in like a void of open space or something like that that's a problem that a lot of shows these days have they're just gonna have to keep honing in on that craft it's still a relatively new tool for people to use um but yeah it would that was noticeable at times there were a few times when i was like i think that this was shot on the volume and then i looked into it and it was like yeah they did utilize it a lot so (laughs) that's my biggest complaint visually um people are like uh the wigs and like the hairstyles and the costumes and stuff it's all like very accurate to the source material um Mm -hmm. like it 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 respects the source material in that sense a lot more than the movie did (laughs) um and and i think they do a pretty good job like yeah you like princess ua's wig doesn't look that great Mm -hmm. but like whatever you know what i mean like it, it like it doesn't 
it doesn't look like regular hair, like a regular hairstyle, but it looks like it did in the animated one. And like they went for that, and that's fine, I think. Yeah. Um. Last thing I want to talk about is the bending, because one thing that made me nervous going into this, um, was I saw a bunch of people being like, they're treating bending less like martial arts and more like magic. And I was like, I was like, oh, that sounds bad. I was nervous going into this. I thought I wasn't going to like it. And I was especially nervous because my fiance has been refusing to watch this show with me for years. And I was like, I'll get her hooked on the live action one. And it worked because we watched the live action one. Now we're like five episodes into the animated series. So she got, (laughs) I I hooked my claws into her and she's sucked into the avatar world with me now. Um, (laughs) But um, yeah, like she really enjoyed it. And like, I was afraid that I was going to hate it and she was going to like it. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, or that we were both going to hate it and that it was genuinely going to be bad. But that's one thing I got hung up on a lot was I was like, if they really make it like it's magic and like the whole point of it was that it was like an extension of these, of these forms of martial arts that the people in this world practice. And that's exactly what it is. I don't know what these people were watching where they were like, they're casting spells, but no, like all of these, they have like the proper forms and stuff they go through. Like, obviously you can't do as much with live action as you can in animation with these fights. Like the fights in the, in the animated series are, are look great. Like just the way the characters move and like the way the elements move around them and stuff. Um, it's difficult to do that in the same way in live action, but I think they did a pretty good job. Like it's, it's very clear. Like the, there's a, like the bending doesn't always look amazing, but like the fire looks fine. Like for the most part, it looks good. Um, I didn't notice any huge problems with it. Mm-hmm. I think that part of it is that like we like I like this was overall pretty mid in terms of like visuals. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I'm just so used to these shows kind of coming out and looking bad that this it was mid. Like it didn't look amazing by any means. The yeah. visuals were probably one of the weaker aspects of it, but it didn't bother me because it's like this looks very serviceable and it looks like what they're trying to do like it looks like okay they're they're moving the water like it doesn't look just absolutely horrible but um yeah overall i enjoyed it if you like the show i would give it a watch especially if you're not expecting it to be better if you're just looking for a slightly different take on the same story but that still gets the overall through lines done pretty well um and just want to see like see this world in a different way i think it's worth a watch uh i enjoyed it i hope they keep going with it i feel like they they probably will um yeah i i really enjoyed the the castings and and like the performances and stuff and yeah so there there were some aspects of it like i said that i didn't didn't really enjoy um like them changing up how he learned waterbending and stuff like that but but overall um pretty solid now we're going to go through and talk about one thing that we both have watched um sorry i got on my soapbox and talked about avatar for a little bit but i just thought that we should get on it just because you know i wanted to give at least one of our opinions on it um maybe if you watch (laughs) it you can give some thoughts later on down the road but um yeah but yeah, uh, we both saw season four of True Detective. It wrapped up uh, this past Sunday. Mm-hmm. 
So, uh, I'll let you do the talking for a little bit. What were your thoughts on it and everything? How many of the other True Detective seasons have you seen? All of them. Okay. Yeah, I watched all of them. Yeah. There there hasn't been a, a bad season, I will say. I mean, there hasn't been, like, there's been, like, some that weren't as, as gr- like, great. But I feel like all of them are pretty good. Even the second one, even though it gets a Season bad two was aggressively mid. Yeah. It gets a bad rap, I think. But season yeah. four, uh, I think they do a great job this season. I, it's, I think the biggest thing that this series has done is like always try to find new ways to just like make you think who did it or like what's going on or what like actually is going on in the background, the conspiracy like in the background. Like in the first season, there was the whole uh, uh, just like trade of people like where uh like human trade they caught people human like, trafficking yeah human trafficking uh the second yeah. season they're, they're like they didn't have that like depth that i feel this third season had other stuff to do like they it, every the sec- season's been different the second but season one, was rushed yeah they, and the, the third success season of the first it took more time it went better and then this one yeah they also took their time but this one didn't start off as a true detective season or series it, though it started off as a different show kind of supernatural esque, like as in like not the show, yeah. but like, the, like what was going on, the vibes and the culture. Yeah, it did feel like if this did continue to be a different show, it might have actually had like a supernatural ending. Mm-hmm. Um, it does feel like they might have changed it up a little bit for this, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I do like how they, how they wrapped it up, how they brought it everything back to reality and made it make sense i I, yeah part of like the ending like we'll get to it i'm sure like i was kind of like indifferent like about how they figured everything out and like they just walk away i was like that's fine it did feel a bit it did feel a bit info dumpy yeah which is kind of kind of what makes me think that there were changes once they did form this into the true detective story is that like at the end of it, it kind of did feel like they all got into a room together. They dumped the info on the main characters, and they were like, "Well, we're not going to do anything about this." Bye. Um, yeah, they're like, "What do we do now? There's nothing to do. We've lost everything." Yeah, <laughs> yeah it. I, I do like uh, how in, in the, these shows, everybody just loses all the time. Like, no matter if you like, it's the good guy, you're losing somehow. Yeah, all of them. Yeah, all of them. <laughs> yeah, I. I do like the that aspect of these for sure. Um, there, this one was heavily tied in to season one though in different ways, but it was never like overtly done. It was just like nods and winks to the audience. I, yeah. since they kept showing flashes of it, I did kind of wish that there was a more overt connection. Because like, if there's not, why? Why was that dude that they killed and made it look like a suicide? Why was he whistling the same thing that the killer from season one whistled? Like, why was he whistling the same tune? Why is the little like marking? The yeah, why is that the same? Um, you know, it's it's weird that they showed so many flashes of a connection, but they didn't go further with it. Yeah, it um, felt as if like like they could have like included even if they just connected it to the human trafficking part of season one because this is a completely different part of the planet we're talking about like louisiana at the the southern part of the united states and alaska which is at the alaska yeah like the very top of the of north america you know it's yeah 
I feel that they could have done more with that, but I it it was more con, con, not even culty, but like it felt like it was part of the culture there, like these symbols. Yeah, and stuff. that's that was weird because all this stuff was connected to a cult in this first season, pretty much. Yeah, that like was adjacent to this human trafficking, and then there was a serial killer like who was into all this weird like stuff, and then here it was like. Oh, it's a warning symbol from our culture. It felt very disconnected, but also... And on the nose. Yeah, it's very... It's very, like, this is the exact same thing, but it's unrelated. And that felt a little bit weird to me. I mean, it's fine. Like, it didn't hurt the show. It just kind of had me thinking, like... The whole time I was like, oh, are they going to connect this in some way? And then when they didn't, it it didn't disappoint me. It just kind of confused me because it's like, okay, so they have the exact same symbol, but it means two different things. And then also they never really explained that tune the dude was whistling. <coughs> that one just yeah. felt out of nowhere. Um, and like and I, like I said, I a lot of people point probably wouldn't said, even notice that. I swear at somebody, some point somebody said time is a flat circle in the show, in the season, I swear. I no, might he have just didn't. imagined it, but I was like, "Really?" I was like, "The most famous line from like season one, crazy." Yeah, it it was the uh, it was the 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 guy from the Solace or like Solar Research oh, Facility, long hair and beard, the guy that yeah. lived, Chris. Well, he didn't well, live, but well, longest. he lived longer than everybody else. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> tough. Um, yeah. I liked the dynamic between the partners, uh, Navarro and uh, what's her name? The the chief of police. Yeah, I'm trying to think of it. Yeah, Famous I actress. Liked, yeah, can't remember her name either. I liked their vibes. Though. Jodie Foster is that who it is? If yeah, I think so. Her character. Um, I don't remember it's, who plays, like trooper navarro either but but the two of them like they're i liked their vibe how they had like they were used to be partners but they had they had this falling out and they had this very reluctant like they didn't like working together but they had to come back together to finish this case one thing i do think that other seasons of true detective have this one felt very similar to season one um not just because of the call outs but just like the vibe between the partners and stuff like that yeah um but the issue here, I think, is that in season one, what was really cool, we got to see both sides of it. We got to see um, the start that led up to their falling out, and then we got to see them having to come back together to finish this case. So we get to see both sides of it. Whereas in this, we only see the second half. Yeah. And this is a shorter season. It's only six episodes and stuff. So it does feel like we're really missing that piece that made that first season so special. Um, I agree is like the the they have a foot in each different time period and you see it unfold um both ways and like you know they had a falling out but then you see it develop and then you see them come back together to solve everything um that's something that, that the third like the third season did very well too i think with mahershala yeah. ali and uh, i forget the his partner's name but the southern guy yeah and I, I i think they did like i i do think it felt weird that this sh- season was only six episodes like it felt like it i didn't think it was going to be over like whenever the finale came out i was like mm-hmm. already i thought there was more to it i yeah. thought that there were up until i watched that episode i thought there were more episodes coming 
Yeah, like the second to last episode just didn't feel like it was leading up to the finale. But it, I, it, I mean, it did the job. I think, I think the the penultimate episode did the job well for it, mm-hmm. setting it up. But it just didn't. I didn't. It didn't feel like it at the time. I guess. Yeah, it it didn't. It felt like they were leading to the ending of the story. Um. Just in terms of like the amount of episodes they had, I was expecting a higher episode count. Mm-hmm. It's not to do with the story. They didn't like rush into the end. Well, sort of like we talked dump. about earlier, yeah. the info dump does feel a little bit just kind of out of nowhere. Um, but in terms of everything else, it's like they didn't rush the show. Like it wasn't the ending didn't hit me out of nowhere. Like halfway through that final episode, I was like, oh, this feels like they're wrapping things up. And then at the end of it, I was like, oh, this is the last episode. Um, But yeah, that was kind of the missing piece, I think, for the true detective type show is that it was set in that one time period. And and they have the history, but we don't get to see it unfold like we did in um, season one, especially. Yeah, we we don't see their falling out, but we do see like an event that like was the reason they both like had to change like something to do with their career right like something came up and they were like okay this situation like we've got to sweep it under the rug obviously and we got to like get away from it yeah yeah i mean so we do see that incident i think what's different about this is and it's another thing that is kind of like this show started off as something different is that their falling out happened like five years before this picks up whereas the other ones it was a much like 20 years or something like that yeah um so these aren't necessarily problems on its own it's fine it's just some of these like last minute connections and and some of the things that is missing compared to the other ones this is a really good season of tv it's hard for me when a season of true detective comes out not to compare it back to the first season because season one of true detective is one of the greatest single seasons of tv that i have ever seen Mm -hmm. um so it's hard not to compare it back to that. Mm-hmm. And just some of the elements here, I feel like the story could be enhanced with those things. Yeah. Um, but overall, I, I did like like the story and how everything unfolds. I like the characters. Um, what's the what's the kid's name? The guy whose like, life the chief of police almost ruins? Oh, the one that... Are we going full spoilers? Kills his dad? Yeah, yeah. Uh... Look it up. I don't remember. What about him? Oh, uh, I just like how he kind of has this this like grand idea of what being a cop means, and he clearly doesn't like the way that his father does it because his father also works um, as a cop in the area, and like he clearly has has this idea um, of what he wants to be and and how he wants to handle things, um, and he wants prior. to be better. And then prior, yeah, and then they're given this this big case and it just consumes his life um and the chief of police like takes advantage of that and it like almost ruins his life and everything and it's like it was hard watching that unfold because he had like a good situation at home and like he had the biggest chance of happiness but then at the end of the day i think he's gonna be the one scarred the most by this he is yeah and it's he had the like he he was the best of them. He's yeah, a thing. Yeah, for sure. So I think they really did well with that, and I feel like really bad for his character. And like honestly, 
in like the last episode, you didn't know how things would go with him. It felt like, you know, like he, he just, who knows what would happen in that moment. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, he gets everything sorted out and he seems all right at the end, but like clearly he's never going to fully heal from that. Like he's always going to have that mental scarring there. mm -hmm. Um, the twist with Pryor's dad though, I didn't see that coming and it was kind of interesting but it did feel rushed in a way. Mm. Yeah, like he just kind of tracked him down real quick and then shot him right away. I was like, you well, could make it like the hunt a little like more. Not natural. even the hunt. The hunt is fine. Like, or him like get going... him when he's not at her house, or when they're. No, not... I mean that. Once again, that's fine. That's not the issue. The issue is that like it just cuts to him like in the car when there haven't really been any seeds that he's been involved in this. Yeah. Clearly, he was like power hungry, but also they turned him, and he's like a bad—he's a bad cop. Yeah. But they turn him into this like almost sympathetic character, <laughs> and this is why I kind of feel like this is another change that they added. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever this show switched up, um, just because it does feel like oh, at the very end of this episode, we're going to have them meet and she's going to be like, hey, remember, you're a bad guy. Go kill this guy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it did feel very kind of just dropped on us. It was interesting and it was shocking and it the suddenness of it might be intentional, but I feel like there really weren't that many seeds. Yeah. Going, going, f- like going for this, like it did feel a bit out of nowhere. That's fair. I mean, he, he kind of was a sleazeball, but you could tell he wasn't like, like he wasn't clean. He was a dirty cop. Yeah. But like, once you find, find out he's also like working for the higher up of Jodie Foster's character that she's screwing the bald guy. I don't know his name, uh, but like, oh, he's he, working he, with he's him like because the, he's the under the payroll captain. of like the, the mine or whatever it is. That's yeah. The mine here, is yeah. running everything on like the, yeah. the shady side of things. You know, they're bankrolling the lab. Like, that that was very interesting to find out that, like, they were bankrolling the lab to doctor the pollution numbers and stuff. Like, all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, that was an interesting plot thread um, that I, I really liked. But just roping him into it after he had gotten all upset when his, like, wife didn't come over from that other... Or his fiance didn't come over from that other country that he'd been sending money to... And, like, he started trying to be, like, a better dad almost and, like, get along with his kid, especially after he got, like, prior got kicked out of the house and everything. Like, it just kind of fell out of nowhere. And, like I said, there there could have been more, like, hints at him doing shady things because he just seemed like a bad cop and not, like, not like a, like, a, he seemed like a bad cop, not a corrupt cop. But then they yeah. just kind of dropped that not only is he a corrupt cop, he's like directly moving bodies and covering up evidence and all this other stuff. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I, I, it's, I do agree. That felt like it just kind of was dropped in there. But it also, I, it, it kind of makes sense, especially with prior, younger prior, that is not the, not dad prior. Yeah, but because he knew he he was going to do the right thing, like in the moment, like that's the choice. Like it was his dad or doing the right thing, and he wants to do. He didn't have to shoot him in the head. That's fair. Like there's other things he could have done. 
But, yeah, but he also had his other his gun up too, didn't he? I, I mean, he did. He was about to shoot Jodie Foster's character. But like in that situation, you know, you could have shot his hand or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's also like <clears throat> that. That would be a much harder shot, you know, because then you got to move it. to it and then hit the hand directly or the gun. And then I get drop it. it. I get it. I'm not saying that that didn't bother me. Like him killing his dad, like that, I feel like was a good, a good like tragedy in this dude's life to like yeah. bring him back down yeah. to earth and back to his family and stuff, and be like, this job has pushed me to the edge, yeah. and I did not like what I found, so I'm gonna like take some time with my family and stuff now, which is like awful that that had to happen for this guy to spend some time at home, but mm-hmm. but um. You know, it, it helped him fix his marriage, I guess. That's fair. <laughs> but, you know, overall, I think that this is another good season of the show. I think it's one of the better ones. I don't, I, I like season one and three better, I think. Yeah. Um, But those two seasons are great. This one yeah. is up there nearing those. There's just, the pacing in this does feel a little bit off at parts. Um... But other than that, I really like the mystery that unfolds, and I really enjoyed um, everything around that. It does feel like the ending was changed, though, which we've talked about it some. Uh, the way that it wraps up is that it turns out that there was a group of Native women who rounded up and killed um, all of the the people that worked in the lab yep. as sort of uh, revenge for them killing uh this other character, this other native woman a few years ago, uh, cause she was digging too much into their work and the lab and everything and then mm-hmm. the mine and all that. Uh, so they caught her on their property and they just, they, one of them just got super angry and killed her. And then some of the other ones helped and stuff like that. Um, and then the mine disposed of the body and everything. So they came in and they killed everybody. The way that, this out of nowhere the two like navarro and jody foster they just decide to they just figure it out mm-hmm. there's really no big clues that should point them there um the only thing they find was like the fingerprints and then they saw the handprint of the, the girl missing fingers yeah that, that, yeah that was so the, like but they honestly like how do they not find that their initial sweep of the station. Well, rem- they found it on the on the hatch, right? They didn't see the hatch initially. Well, yeah, like it's under tile, but like you would think they would search the building, right? Like probably more. I don't know. Well, if it's a hidden, I mean, you see, you've seen forget, the people that. How work, do they find they, it? Because like water goes down down it or something, right? No, they come up through it. Oh, that's right. So they so they're exploring the they're going through the cave yeah. and then they follow the scientist How up did the through the hatch find it again, right? back into the facility. Or was it it was still open whenever the nurses were there? So the nurses, yeah, they uh that guy was hiding in there. And so they try to open it up and get him so they can so get if you're, everybody. You're the nurses, why do you close the hatch? He might have. It's fair. Who knows how long before they got it there. Took, yeah. Well, because remember he was up and in the facility whenever the delivery guy was there. Because he right. came up for food. Yep. So he would have closed it on his way back down. How do you close that on the way back down, though? Like you the probably would have to be open, right? You probably There's probably like a latch or something you can lock them together. 
don't know. <laughs> I would assume. There would be a way to close it, I'm sure. Who knows? Or he might, because he was hiding in other places as well. Um, he might have closed it and left through like the main area of the building. Because um, he met up with that other guy that like had the ice caves mapped out and everything. Yeah. I don't know. That's the that's the biggest thing where I was kind of like, ah, this feels a bit, a bit out of nowhere. And I I don't like when the ending of like this mystery is kind of thrown on you like that. I wish there were more clues other than them just seeing that and going and the people confessing. You know. Yeah. I, I don't like when <laughs> it did look like they were about to get ganked on. You know, if they were like, we got to take yeah. y'all in, <laughs> they were about yeah. to get messed up. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure, definitely. Um, but yeah, it, it felt like... I don't like when the end of a mystery... like Sherlock Holmes sometimes has a bad habit of doing this because he's the smartest man alive. And when you're reading the book, you're not reading through his perspective. You're reading through Watson's perspective. So it's just like an info dump out of nowhere at the end. And he's, But even then, it's like he walks you through how he figured it out. With this one, they just go and ask the people to confess. And they do. I think... I might have lost Hayden again. We're at the end of what we were going to talk about today. So I'm just going to go ahead and wrap the show up. Um, sorry we had some technical difficulties throughout. Hopefully I've edited, edited most of those out. But um, that's all we've got uh, for today. Uh, as always, please leave a like, rating, or review on whatever you're listening to us on. Uh, share, share this with a friend if you have someone who hates Avatar The Last Airbender without seeing it. Um, if you have someone who likes the show and wants to hear some, some thoughts of someone else who thought it was pretty good, uh, any true detective fans out there, borderlands fans, anything we talked about, if there's somebody in your life that you think would enjoy it, uh, go ahead and share the show with them. But, uh, that's all we've got for now and we will see you next week. This podcast is presented by Miscreant Records. You can find us on Twitter at Miscreant Pods and you can also email us at miscreantrecordspod at gmail.com.